Welcome back to another episode of Agile Way podcast, where we explore challenges organizations face on their Agile journey. How to become great Scrum Master, how to change your leadership style, or how to embrace agility at the organization level. I'm Suzy Shukova, Agile coach, certified Scrum trainer, and author of the great Scrum Master book and Agile leader book, and I'm your host for this podcast. I'm passionate about business agility, organizational culture, and Agile leadership, and that was the reason why I decided to start this podcast, to share with you my experiences and stories from my Agile journey. For the third series of this podcast, I'm inviting speakers of Agile Prague Conference so they can introduce their topics and they can also share with us a little bit about themselves and what they see happening in an Agile space. If you want to hear more, we would invite you for Agile Prague Conference September 19-20-2022. So let me welcome here John. John is one of our uh, regular speakers on Agile Prague. He's been speaking for previous years as well. And today, I would like to ask you about what are you currently passionate about in Agile space? Uh, so my current passion is uh, merging in systemic modeling using clean language um, into um, the Agile coaching space. Uh, but it's a bit further than that, because the reason why I think that's important is a move to more invitational-based uh, work with organizations. So my current view is that Uh, no agile transformation, large scale is sustained for 10 years. And so that can't carry on. And so we need to look at new ways of working with clients that perhaps are more sustainable, especially after I've gone. So I'm a consultant, I might work with someone for kind of a couple of years and um, I need that to last after I've gone. So that's why I've changed my approach to this way. And that's, I'm all in on that at the minute. So how do you start usually? So I start, I've got uh, a model that I developed and uh, worked with Caitlin Walker on called the Agile Scoping um, model. Uh, and so when I'm working with a client, first thing I do is I spend some time doing some initial scoping with some senior leaders. So I'll only work with organizations now that have got full senior leadership support um, with people who, uh, my general rule is, have some control over organizational structures that so can influence at, at that level. Um, so within this organization that I'm working with now, that's about 500 people. So that's kind of the CEO in a really large organization could be one area. And what I'm trying to find from that is really kind of the why. So why um, do you want to be agile? Um, and I'm looking for kind of more than the answer of my competitors are, are doing it. And also what are the challenges? So why then leads into kind of a couple of problem statements as to, well, we think Agile can help us um, you know, make our customers happy or increase profits or make our employers happy. Whatever those things are, it doesn't really matter as long as they've started to have some of that thinking. From that, um, then we broadened that out. So after the leadership team have kind of had that kind of conversation, I do a two to three week discovery of the entire organization. Um, and again, I'm trying to be as open as possible not jumping to solutions and being curious and running sessions with people around kind of maybe what the current culture is, where they want the culture to go, what their challenges are. Um, 
looking at what comes out of that and then tailoring the information uh, towards that. Uh, also doing different, maybe some one-on-one -on -one sessions as well, and also um, some surveys to get some more um, qual uh, quantitative data as well as qualitative data. Uh, then after that, kind of bring all of that information together in this new virtual world, that's a huge mural and looking for those themes and patterns and then going back to the leadership team and saying, um, this is what we've discovered. Um, these are kind of the themes. Which ones of these do you want to prioritize? And then creating that backlog and then starting to work with them against specific outcomes. So I think another thing that's been missing for me in the agile coaching space for a while is accountability for the work we do. So quite often I hear, okay, you know, the agile coach stays in the background, doesn't take the credit for anything, and kind of the rest of the people do the work. Whereas actually the problem with that model, and I've seen this a couple of times now, is that's great until they make all the agile coaches redundant because no one knows what they do and everyone else is taking the value for it. So I think agile coaches should be taking that accountability at, at the quite senior levels against the outcomes that they've helping and supporting the organization to do. Well, then you have the other problem, right? It was uh, the first model trying to solve like that. Uh, very often what I see happening is those people go for six months contract as an agile coach in the organization, try to do something, but it's all on them. And then when they disappear, the organization is no closer to any change than before because the only person who was actually doing things differently was an agile coach, right? Yeah, that's a, it's a good, good point. So although we've got those accountabilities for the um, outcomes it is a shared accountability with the uh, organization and one of the things that um, I kind of pride myself on is trying to create that internal capability and so as soon as I can I'm moving that um, ownership for the um, actions and kind of the experiments we're trying to people within the organization um, but still have overall kind of shared responsibility for those outcomes so you know, if I'm on a six-month contract and we've agreed these outcomes after six months and those haven't been delivered, then my view is then why would you carry on working with me? Perhaps, you know, you need a different kind of uh, approach or agile coach that can uh, bring something different because I haven't delivered what I've kind of said we could deliver. And how do you measure a success of an agile coach? Maybe not the six months, which you can say, okay, I have this organization ship here. Maybe you have a group of agile coaches in your organization. How do you know it's working? I often uh, refer to, to something that Olaf Lewitt said to me quite a few years ago. He said, you know, if you have to measure my work, then I haven't made enough of a difference, um, which I think is, is quite interesting. I like that one. That's a nice one. I'm going to use it next time, stealing it from you. <laughs> <laughs> really yeah. But I, th I think if you look at what's happening in that organization, so we've got these quite clear outcomes that we're, we're aiming towards. Um, the hardest bit and where we want to kind of get to is where we start to see those mindset cultural shifts. So people start saying things in different ways, acting in different ways. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, most organizations are business results led. And so we should see an improvement in business results. Um, the, things that the, the things that I tend to measure against are, especially in kind of the lagging indicators, are increased profit, increased customer 
satisfaction and increase employee satisfaction. They're kind of the three kind of bases if you can you can look at. There's many le uh, more leading indicators that you can do to, to do that. You can kind of do uh, constellations to find out how engaged people are. Uh, you can do kind of pulse surveys, team health checks, uh, wider health checks and seeing if those are going and changing in the right direction. Um, cycle time of um, you know large uh, piece releases or releases that you're doing and seeing that decrease over time. Um, you know, more clarity over what's working, the things that you're delivering uh, and being able to have the insights of how much kind of difference that's made to your customers and how much it's made. Um, so there's lots of things going on there because organizations are complex. So, but those are kind of the things that I'm looking for in a kind of successful agile coaching uh, group. I'd actually just settle for them having that level of insight and data to to be able to inspect and adapt against. I mean, most organizations I go in, like if, if an agile coaching area have got that level of insight and measurements, whether they're going, <laughs> going in the right direction or not, would be like a, a, a great start. And, you know, I've got a bit of a run at the minute because I've been to quite a few talks, not at Agile Prague on this topic, where people talk about, oh, you should do all of these measures and, you know, it'll give you all this insight, but it's all theory. It's like I've not been in one organization yet that where I've started, I've had anywhere near enough data and insight. And to get collect that data and insight with my current client, right, the baseline is six months worth of uh, information just to get there. So it takes time. Yeah, you are in the agile space for a long time, I would say. So what did you learn on your agile journey? Something personal. You learn yourself. Oh, something I've learned myself mm -hmm. I've been on quite a big journey um, from when I first started as a kind of I was in the army and then tester and then got into this kind of work and I think my journey was I was quite directive when I first got into kind of scrum mastery and agile coaching and more kind of perhaps more of that traditional management style um, and then that changed through learning about coaching to perhaps the other way, where it was very much kind of free, people could do what they want, get no direction or clarity about what's happening, that everything was within their control. And, but also holding a lot of kind of biases inside with that. And it's like, so you can't go from one to the other without, without holding some of that stuff. And I guess where I am now is, I'm much more here, I've come through that into a space where I know which parts where I might want to be more directive. I've got other parts where I know like choice and freedom and invitation is really important. And I also am much more comfortable around any accepting and offering any reaction that comes from me. So like how to deal with people who perhaps are still in a traditional mindset and being okay with that and actually being curious about like what can they bring to this right those are the people who have probably been through four or five transformations before that have all failed for whatever reason and just think about the amount of wisdom that's in there and so um i've got to a point where i fundamentally believe that people come to work to do the best they can and it's the environment around them that stops them from being able to do that 
And that's very difficult realization. And I was just having a conversation around this with a group of scrum masters on the class. And I have this fundamental belief, same as you, that it's about the environment. I said, oh, but what if those people are lazy? I was like, and maybe they are not. Maybe they just we made them that way. <laughs> very hard conversation for them. So I can imagine, yeah. Well, what was the most difficult moment on your agile-ish um, coaching or whatever else, scrum mastering journey? Like, what was the most difficult for you? Um, I think I've had a few, like when I was dealing with my own kind of challenges from kind of things like, it's amazing how many things from where you brought up really reflect on on you. And when you're trying to move into this place of, believing that people come to work to do the best they can and actually all of the stuff and baggage that you bring and bringing that out um there was some real went through a stage where i was getting kind of panic attacks um now and again and also um i went through a stage of depression and um when i was like being an agile coach quite often there's a, a persona that you have to be kind of energetic and happy and bring that to your work all of the time and i remember one particular day someone was someone went back to me and and asked me how i was feeling and and in britain we're very much oh yeah you know stiff up a lip we're doing fine and i remember just unloading and going you know actually i'm feeling pretty terrible right now and da, 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 da. and i was getting some counseling at the time and that really helped me Kind of start to bring my whole self to work so when i was like almost trying to control it and creating this mask was probably at my most challenging part whereas now i'm much more comfortable to you know that as an agile coach we are human we have to look after ourselves and we don't always have to be that happy kind of fully energized person i can't you know i can't always be expected to be that and i think that change actually helped other people open up as well. So it's that kind of leading by example and actually being vulnerable makes a huge impact in the energy when you're kind of working with people or just in general, I think. Very true. Your own example is always the best one. So I have a last question for you. What is the future of Agile? Now we are in Agile like, you know, 2001, there was this manifesto. It started before at least 20 years plus, where do you see the future? An interesting question. And I flip flop on this um, quite a lot because the pessimist me inside, can I, I keep looking back and thinking, are we going to get found out? Because as I said, I don't think there's any, um, or no one's been able to show me a transformation that's sustained for 10 years in a large organization. So I keep thinking, well, are they going to realize this at some point and stop kind of you know, wanting to try and be agile um, and you know if so then what instead I guess so um, whether it'll be called agile or something else I think what we do know is that organizations are becoming more and more complex and uh, customer demands and needs are going to be more complex um, and that's not going to go away anytime soon um, you know, technology demands from people all of those things so I think the next evolution for me is um, really pushing into that and understanding, okay, well, how do we need to change what's 
currently been working like is scrum the answer long term or is it this more kind of creating what's right for this organization so my talk at um, prague is about kind of this really invitation base and letting the client decide where to go and what to do and when the right time is it's slower but we're getting there right so ironically my talks about not having agile coaches or scrum masters in the organization now in the last month we've just decided to think about hiring three so the evolution is is changing but that's become 18 months whereas you may think okay well let's go straight into that but then what do you do in that space you've got these people but the organization isn't quite ready and is working out and is is deciding what works for them and you're doing all of these experiments so i think it's more um organic led focused invitation based um work and i think there'll be a move away from uh prescribed frameworks so i think I'm, maybe i'm just being a bit ambitious but i think organizations will start moving away from kind of safe um, perhaps even, I mean, most organizations don't do Scrum now, right? But um, even if they say they do, perhaps there'll be more of a realization that they're not doing that in large organizations and they're working out what works for them in their environment and restrictions and being okay with that. Thank you very much. And I'm looking forward to see you in September in Agile Prague and a deep dive into those topics. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Agile Way podcast hosted by Zuzi Shekhova, author of the Great Scrum Master book and Agile Leader book. If you love listening to this podcast, please leave us a review. If there is any topic you are particularly interested in and would like to hear another episode on it, let me know. For more information about me and my Agile classes, visit our website sochova.com, S-O-C-H-O-V-A.com. Thank you for listening.